Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome! I am so glad that you are here for today's episode. Today, my friend, we are going to be talking about finding time, making time for devotional time with your husband. How do we, in the busyness of life, in in the schedule and the calendar, and, you know, in the cleaning and the, the frustrations and the tensions and all the stuff that just tends to fill up life, how do we actually make time to have a spiritual connection in our marriage? How do we find time to read the Bible, to discuss God's word together, to pray together, to pray for each other? We're going to talk today about why that actually is really meaningful for your marriage, no matter how busy you are, no matter how many kids you have, no matter how crazy life feels. And then we're going to talk about some practical ideas, some real life examples from my marriage of ways that we have made time for devotional time together, um, as well as examples from, from different clients that I've worked with, different ideas, so that you can hopefully walk away from today with an action plan. Uh, It might not be one of the exact ideas that I have suggested today, um, but my goal is that, you know, we can get a little creative, we can get the juices flowing, you can go back to your husband and say, hey, let's have a conversation, let's try something, let's figure this out. And my friend, if you already have a clear time in the Bible, in prayer with your husband, that is awesome. I would love for you to tag me in your Instagram stories or in a post and share what it is that you do with your husband, how you guys connect spiritually, how you make time for that, as well as the maybe the practical way that you do that, what that actually looks like on a day-to-day basis. And if I'm bringing up this idea of a devotional time within your marriage and you're thinking, uh, what the heck? I don't even do that for myself personally. How am I going to include another person in that? Um, Then I would suggest that you check out the show notes today because I have a link for a free resource for you. It's called the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. And you know what? This could easily be done together with your husband. This could be a 45-day habit-creating devotional time that you do together, but it also can easily be used individually. So this is a great resource just to kick things off. If you don't already spend time in the Bible, if you feel overwhelmed or confused by God's word, or every time you're trying to talk to God, it's like, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what I should be praying about, talking about. The Holy Habits 45-Day Challenge is going to be a great resource for you and or for your marriage. So that link is in the show notes. I'm going to start off today with the same disclaimer that I give on every episode, um, even though today is maybe not so counseling specific. Um, I do think it's important we're always starting off on the same page. So yes, uh, I'm Jess, Jess Hayes. I am a licensed therapist in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast and actually all of the resources offered by Love Your People Well LLC are not, uh, it's not professional counseling, it's not therapy, it's not personal advice to your situation. It's all informational. So I do hope that it is an encouragement and a blessing 
and there is a link in the show notes to a page on the website if you do think counseling might be helpful for you. That page might kind of guide you through how to think about and connect with a great counselor. So as we dive into this topic today, devotional time with your husband, spiritual growth within your marriage, it's important that we take a moment to actually think about the question of why. Why is it valuable in our marriage to spend time together reading God's word, talking about God's word, uh, praying together, praying for each other. Um, Life gets busy, y'all. I don't know what your schedule looks like, but I feel like there are just not enough hours in the day for my family. And there are plenty of families that have way more kids than us, that have busier jobs than us. Life gets busy. But it is incredibly meaningful for your marriage to have spiritual intimacy. Now, often when we think about intimacy, we're thinking about, you know, the good stuff, the physical stuff, the fun stuff with our husband. But spiritual intimacy is really where a marriage is founded. We are founded in our relationship with Christ as individuals. And then as we come together as husband and wife, as we become one flesh together, that is a holy union that is blessed by God. And it is intended to paint a picture for the watching world about the relationship between Jesus and the church. So your marriage is a spiritual union. And if you don't have a very strong sense of spiritual intimacy, then that is really typically is going to drain your marriage. It's going to drain you emotionally. You're going to feel like you're moving in different directions. And often what I find for a lot of people who couples who come into marriage counseling, if they don't have very good spiritual intimacy, they are often struggling in other areas as well. They're struggling with communication or they're having a lot of conflict. They're not on the same page about how they discipline their kids or the house rules. Somebody feels like the other person's a workaholic. Like there's usually other things going on, which I'm not saying that that all of that is 100% a spiritual issue, but I would definitely make the argument from what I've seen in scripture, from what I've seen in the counseling room, and from what I've experienced in my own marriage, that spiritual intimacy is a foundational element of a healthy marriage because it points us in a direction. And if we're drawing close to the Lord together, it's pointing us in the same direction. (laughs) If you've been married for any length of time, you know how much easier life is when you guys are on the same page. Uh, That doesn't mean you're never going to have conflict because you spend time reading God's word together every day. But it does mean That as the Holy Spirit is invited into your marriage and is helping you grow individually as well as together, you're going to handle that conflict differently. You're going to be able over time to see a change in your marriage, in the quality of your marriage, and uh, possibly even in the, the purpose or the sense of meaning in your marriage because the Lord has been invited in and is becoming central to your marriage So why is it important? Why is it meaningful to make time for devotions? It's important because it invites God in purposefully into our marriage. It creates a sense of mutual submission to the Lord. So if we're both submitting to the Lord, it's easier then to turn to each other, to have a conversation, to deal with conflict, to communicate, to walk through the craziness of life together. It also is important because it connects husband and a wife in a unique way. 
there is some research out there. Now, I'm not, I have never been very good at like <laughs> at remembering the exact sources. So just keep that in mind. I'm ne I've never been good at that. I don't have the specific source in front of me. But I do know that research has shown that couples who pray together, couples who intentionally invest in spiritual intimacy together, have an incredibly low divorce rate. So making time for devotions within your marriage is a protective factor and it, it unites you not only with the Lord, but with each other. Now, if you've already been doing devotions with your husband, you're probably thinking, uh, yes, Jessica, I totally get that. But this is such a common struggle for couples. Um, it's, you know, it's rarely the issue that brings people into marriage counseling. I am a marriage and family therapist, and I've worked with a lot of couples on a lot of different issues. And it is very rare that the thing bringing them through my door is, oh, gosh, Jessica, we don't know how to, how to have devotions together, how to spend time in the Word together. It's usually not the driving force for seeking marriage counseling, but it is a very regular piece of the marriage counseling process because whatever issue has pushed them through the door, like I mentioned before, underlying that there's usually an element of spiritual disconnection. And so we will work together to find a time and a method that is practical and you know realistic for their family, for their season of life, so that they can get into God's word together and be praying together. So if this is already a strength in your marriage, praise be to God. And if it's not, please know that you are not alone. Um, I, my husband and I, we personally, we have been intentional about this since day one of our marriage. And yet we've probably tried like seven or eight different approaches and, you know, they kind of work for a while and then the season of life changes and now all of a sudden we have to try something new and we'll go a few months without being very intentional. Like it is a constant up and down, even though we are both very personally committed to the Lord and we are, as a couple, very committed to having devotional time together. It's a struggle. It's just, it's kind of hard to share life with someone, let alone to share this incredibly deep and intimate part of life together. So please do not think that you are alone if you have struggled to find consistent time for devotionals within your marriage. You are definitely not alone. And I do want to speak to one common, um, I tend to call it a barrier, like kind of something that's getting in the way of moving forward on a goal. Um, a really common barrier with pursuing devotions together within a marriage is that one of the spouses is just not that interested. Um, if one of the spouses is not a Christian, then it's, it's going to be next to impossible to have a devotional time together. Um, that would kind of back you up a step as far as what does spiritual intimacy look like within your marriage. And so I'm not going to be speaking into that specific situation today as far as what to do if your husband is not a believer. And so you want time in the Lord, you want to have spiritual intimacy in your marriage, but you're on totally different pages about what that looks like. I'm not going to speak to that particular issue, but I do want to take a moment and, uh, and speak into the barrier that is really common that a husband and a wife are just on different pages about their interest and commitment to a daily Bible time and prayer time, as well as that common barrier that, okay, we might both be interested, we're both committed to this, but the way that we want to do it is totally different from each other. Um, you know, spiritual growth with the Lord is a very individual 
process. Yes, we all have the same Bible, but there's, you know, dozens of different translations. Yes, we all know we need to pray, we need to talk to God, but some people are very formal about that. Some people are very informal. Some people love to be in nature when they're doing it. Some people need to be kneeling at a pew in their church. Like we all have different comfort zones when it comes to how we personally and individually connect with the Lord. And that, that's fine. I mean, if that weren't fine, God would be doing something about it. You know, he knows that he has created each of us individually with different gifts, different talents, different preferences. So when we take that and we try to come together with our spouse to say, okay, let's do this together. I love to be in nature when I talk with God. Okay, well, I love to be kneeling in a church pew. And if you're not, I don't think you're really talking to God. It's going to be hard for that husband and that wife to come together and have um, devotional time. They're going to need to be very intentional about submitting to one another, about compromising, about experimenting and trying different things to figure out a system that works for them as a couple. So here are two particular ideas about how to get started with this. And then I'm going to offer a few suggestions about actually the process of having a devotional time with your husband. So if you are in the situation where you are interested in this, you're committed to this, you're saying, yes, I want to have this regular time with my husband in the Bible and in prayer, and he's just really not that interested or doesn't think that's very realistic. What I would encourage you to do at that point is to to hit pause on the actual Bible study time and to have some conversations about why this is important to you and what he's thinking, what he's feeling, why is this just not a priority for him at this season of life? Because if you can have just a dialogue about that, just really seeking to understand each other, not trying to convince the other person or change somebody's mind, but just a dialogue of seeking to understand, you may very well find out that his his struggle with this, the reason he's not prioritizing it, is linked to something else that you guys can address as a couple. Um, or it might just be, you know, maybe something from his background or what he's personally experiencing with the Lord. Like there might be other things going on that need to be addressed that would then make it a lot easier for you to get on the same page about starting a devotional time together. So if this is you, try to have that conversation with your husband just to talk about, hey, you know, this is important to me. This is why help me understand why um, you're not really at that same place, why this is not uh, feeling like a priority for you. And then just listen. And then the second step that I would suggest taking there is your own personal prayer with the Lord, because whatever your husband shares with you is probably an area where prayer would be helpful for him. Not to mention the fact that If you would agree with me that this is important, it is meaningful in a marriage to have spiritual intimacy and to have regular devotional time together, then bring that to the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask God to be working in your heart and your husband's heart to get you on the same page about this. Because trust me, there are so many different ways where I have seen the Holy Spirit work, where I've tried and tried and tried, and I'm beating my head against the door, just like, oh, this isn't going anywhere, because I'm trying to do it in my own strength. I'm trying to have just the right perfect conversation, just the right perfect argument to convince the other person, when ultimately it's a spiritual issue. And when we think about devotional time, sister, it is a spiritual issue. So if you are stuck in that boat of like, I want to do this, he doesn't want to do this, pray. Take that to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to put your hearts, your intentions, your goals, your desires on the same page. 
That might take time to see fruit from that. But you, if nothing else, you will be growing individually as you submit that concern to the Lord. Okay, so that's kind of barrier number one. You're into it. He's not into it. How to start that conversation. Barrier number two, like I mentioned, is you're both interested, you're both committed, but you have very different desires for how to spend this time. And what I would encourage you guys to do, if that is your situation, is to uh, listen to the rest of this podcast episode, the ideas that I'm about to suggest, and then add on to that. You know, make a list. Do you have 10 possible ideas about how you could spend time in the Bible and in prayer? Um, and maybe you could each rank them. You know, these would be my top three options. These would be my top three options. And just try them. Give it a solid month to try one idea. And, you know, whoever maybe feels more strongly about it or you know, however you guys typically work out, we're on different pages and we need to come together for an agreement. Just make it an experiment to say we're going to try option number four for the next 30 days. We're really going to give it our all and then we're going to check in. And if it's working, great. And if one of you is just still feeling like, oh, this is just like I'm doing it, but I'm not really feeling connected with the Lord or with you, then say, okay, let's put that on hold. Let's try option number eight that was on the list, whatever it is, just to give it a genuine experiment together. And you know what? You're going to be growing through that time, even if it doesn't feel perfect, even if all the touchy-feely emotions are not there. The Lord is there. If you guys are genuinely seeking to know the Lord and to come together as a couple to seek his will and his glory, the Lord is going to be present with you. I have zero question about that. So those are two common barriers and some suggestions about how to approach them so that you can get started with devotional time with your husband. So let me close out this episode with a few practical ideas. And these are pulling from things that I have tried in my own marriage, as well as things that I have worked on in marriage counseling with other couples. And then at the end, I'm going to describe for you guys my current system of devotional time with my husband, because uh, what month is this? It's June, June, 2021. So we're halfway through this year. We've been trying a new thing this year and we're both really liking it. So I'm going to describe that for you at the end, but that does not mean that it's like some magic cure that's going to work for your marriage. I want to offer a few different ideas. So here's idea. Number one is to take that, that desire for Bible time and prayer time and connect it with something that you already do on a routine. So one thing that we tried for a long time, which did work for a while, is successful for us, is that during breakfast, we would uh, pull out the Bible, you know, my husband or I, someone would read a passage out loud, um, and then we would just kind of talk about it. And then as we wrapped up, we're getting ready to head to work, we would say, you know, it was basically a question of like, hey, what can I pray for for today? And then we would each pray out loud for probably like a minute or two, praying over the other person. And then we'd wrap up and go on our day. So idea number one is finding a time that, you know, something that's already a part of your routine and adding Bible and prayer time into that part of the routine. Breakfast worked for us at that time. Um, but, you know, this could be any number of things. If you guys work out at the same time, you could listen to the Bible together or, you know, there's there's any number of ways that you could do this. Idea number two, which is also something that my husband and I have done before, um, is not necessarily sitting down together like we're going to read this passage of scripture together or um, or you know, offer prayer ideas and requests at the same time, but to have a plan together that like we're reading through the same thing. So whatever time of day works for you to read through the gospel of Luke, awesome. You're doing it every day. You're trying to read a chapter or, you know, whatever you guys agree on, 
whatever time of day works for him to read through the Gospel of Luke. Great, he's doing it, he's working on it. And that way you get that time with the Lord, you know that you're in the same um, passages of Scripture, and then you can just talk about it throughout the day, like in whatever way is natural for your family. So doing the same thing, but on your own time. Um, And then it probably is still helpful in those situations to have a time of day when you can at least pray together. But again, that could be at meals. That doesn't have to be some big fancy thing, um, but a chance to pray together for whatever issues are going on in your personal life or um, are really important issues for your family. So that's idea number two. Idea number three is to get creative because if life is busy, um, what I have found works for a lot of couples is to to listen to the audio Bible rather than sitting down and reading because, you know, they can go on a walk together and um, kind of like you're listening to this podcast, listen to the audio Bible, or they can listen to it on a commute or, you know, if they go on road trips together regularly. So finding some creative way you can listen to the Bible, um, doing it during an activity, like going on a hike together or while you're washing the dishes together, you know, finding something that is an activity you're doing together. You're not sitting down and reading. You're not sitting down, looking each other in the eye and having a deep conversation. Um, but you're doing something together and you're listening to the Bible and just kind of talking or sharing about your questions, your thoughts, whatever you're getting from it. My third suggestion here, oh wait, that was my third. I should number these before I start. My fourth idea here that I have seen work for some couples is to find, um, and you could probably find some good stuff on YouTube. I know a lot of churches subscribe to Right Now Media, um, or of course there are videos and books that you can purchase, like 365 day devotional guides or things like that. But to find um, another resource that maybe is not the Bible itself, but is sharing biblical truths with you, maybe a a sermon series that's walking through the Gospel of Matthew, um, and you guys can replace maybe a little bit of your TV watching time with this video or listening to a sermon series or something like that together, something that is explaining or discussing God's Word, um, that you can invite that into your family and then have further conversation, hopefully even look up whatever verse it is that this video is talking about, look that up for yourselves, read that together. Um, But sometimes replacing some of that kind of leisure television time or Facebook scrolling time, replacing that with a specific scriptural resource. Um, I've seen that work for a lot of couples because you obviously already have the time. You're just using it in a different way. Okay, my fifth idea, and then I'm going to share uh, what my husband and I are doing currently, which might work well for you. But this is one that um, I've been, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, I don't know, but I've seen this work for many couples, is to connect their Bible reading time and their prayer time with their sex life. Um, That, you know, this is... We, there will be whole other podcast episodes about physical intimacy, but for some couples linking that spiritual intimate act, spiritually intimate act with this physically intimate act has been very helpful for them. Um, I think, I think in part because of the physiology of that, the biology of it, the hormones that are being released and all of that that's happening during sex, connecting that experience with spiritual intimacy for some couples, that's really helpful and really successful. Um, Now, I'm not saying that needs to happen every time that you are physically intimate, but just know that for some couples, that connection point has been helpful to jumpstart 
a devotional time, a regular devotional time together. Okay, so those are five ideas that um, we have tried, that I've worked on with other couples. What I am doing today with my husband in 2021, uh, which is, like I said before, it's working really well for us. So I would encourage you to think about it at the very least. But what we have been doing, we each got a copy of a um, Read the Bible in a Year. We're doing the New Living Translation. And every night before we go to bed, we each silently, independently on our own, we're laying in bed, we're reading the same book. We're reading, we read the passages for the day. And then, you know, sometimes we talk about that a little bit. A lot of times we don't. And then we have a second book that we have gotten, which is the Read the Bible in a Year, but it's specifically um, with prayers for your children. And I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head. It's um, Nancy Guthrie, I believe is the author. I will have a link in the show notes um, to both of these resources that we're using. But we read it independently while we're laying there next to each other. And then we have one copy of the Praying for Your Children book. And we pull that up on my Kindle. Um, and we one of us reads that out loud. And then we pray for our family and our children to close out the day. And that has been really meaningful for us. We're in the word together. We're praying together without having to like generate our own prayers at, you know, 1030 at night or whatever, when we're really tired. Um, and that, that prayer guide is specifically pulling from one of the scripture passages that we just read. So it is a great connection. It's working really well for us. Um, and even the couple of days when like, oh my gosh, we're just too exhausted and we don't have, we can't, don't have the time, don't have the energy to read this. Uh, before we go to bed, um, we've been able to keep that to no more than one day at a time. So the next day we just read double. Uh, we don't usually do the prayer time for double necessarily, but that has worked really well for us so far in 2021. And I will have the link in the show notes for both of those books. Um, if that's something that sounds like it might be a good fit for your family. So my friend, I hope that what we've talked about today has been encouraging and has been helpful, um, both thinking through why it is meaningful to make time for devotions within your marriage, as well as then kind of addressing some of those common barriers that get in the way of getting started, and then some ideas. But like I said before, these five, you know, plus what I'm currently doing, these six ideas, they're not magic. They're certainly not the only ways that you could do it. Um, so if none of these sound like a great fit for you and you don't currently have a great plan, uh, you could download the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. That link is in the show notes. That would get you started on a great routine. Or you can sit down with your husband and just brainstorm a list together. We could try X, we could try Y, we could try Z, and then just try something. There's basically no bad idea here. <laughs> try something where you're in the Word and you're praying. My friend, please know that I am praying for you. Please hit subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't left a written review, if anything I've talked about today or on our episode so far has been helpful or encouraging, leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts is not only a huge encouragement to me personally, uh, but it really helps us grow. It helps more women connect with the Love Your People Well podcast, and you can be a part of that. So I would encourage you to do that today. Check out the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge. And share with me on Instagram, it's at loveyourpeoplewell, share with me what your devotional time looks like with your husband, because I would love to hear what's working for you or the questions and struggles that you have so that you can experience spiritual intimacy with your husband. All right, my friend, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.